From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Amelia Mahasuk and this is FT News. With me is Ed Crooks, the US industry editor, to talk about the order that President Trump signed earlier this week that intends to roll back a clean power initiative implemented by Barack Obama and boost fossil fuel power in the US. Ed, could you explain to us briefly what Trump's executive order calls for? It calls for a whole lot of things. It's, it's a real sort of omnibus executive order with lots of different bits in it, essentially kind of setting out a strategy for dismantling the climate policy uh, introduced by Barack Obama in a whole lot of different respects. And there's various different executive orders that President Obama put in that Trump is striking down. And the big thing he's doing is to attack the Clean Power Plan, which is a set of regulations, as you mentioned in your intro, which is about cutting the carbon dioxide emissions from electricity generation. And this is something which the Obama administration had a a very detailed project for this. hasn't yet come into effect. It was actually the Supreme Court put a stay on it, facing legal challenges. hasn't yet come into effect, but it's going to come into effect over the next few years, providing the Supreme Court had allowed it. And it hasn't yet been definitively scrapped, but the Trump administration has now set out a plan, and what President Trump has done with this executive order is set out a plan for rolling it back and getting rid of it. And so it looks pretty clear now that it won't come into effect, and all the plans that uh, President Obama had for this are going to be junked. There will be legal challenges. As I say, it's not a done deal yet, but it's certainly looking like it's going to head in that direction. As you say, the strategy is very clear. Bring back fossil fuels, and in particular, very specifically to bring back coal. This is the thing which was really going to be the big loser out of the Clean Power Plan, was going to be coal-fired generation in the US and coal mining. And so that's the thing, really, when President Trump was signing this order, he had in the room with him a group of miners, and he sort of turned to them as he was signing it, and he said, hey, fellas, you look look at this, look at this, you know what this means, this is jobs, this is bring back your jobs. That's the intent of the strategy. You went to Pennsylvania to see a coal mine last week, I believe, and you talked about how uh, something like 40 jobs might be saved at this particular plant. Yeah, yeah. That, that, there's, a, there's a brand new mine that's opening up called the Acosta Deep Mine, opening up in western Pennsylvania. And as you say, the plan is, I think, to start with about 40 miners and then head to 70, 75 once it's, once it's in full operation. 40 doesn't seem like a huge number to me. I'm sure for the 40 individuals involved that they're very grateful and you know, when you need to make cuts, 40 is a lot of people to lay off, and it's a terrible thing. But it doesn't seem like hundreds of jobs or thousands that might be necessary. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that, that's right. And if you look across the industry as a whole, it's lost tens of thousands of jobs, even just in the past few years. So there's only now about 50,000 coal miners employed in the United States, and that's, that's down from uh, 70,000 about five years ago. So it's been very, very steep set of losses. You can see then why, and when you go to an area like Western Pennsylvania, old traditional coal mining area, you can see why it's such a big issue and why it drove a lot of votes there, because coal mining is very important to the local uh, economy. There's not really a lot else there that people do that can bring income into the area. Agriculture is not terribly lucrative out there. There's a bit of uh, forestry logging and so on. Again, doesn't make a great deal of money. Coal mining offers the best jobs that there are around, and those jobs have been disappearing. It has a big impact on local communities. So you can see why people want those jobs to come back, but uh, it's much easier said than done. And is there automation that's playing a part in the loss of some of those jobs, as well as the switch to renewables and other forms of energy and political campaigns to, to curb emissions? There is a bit, yeah, certainly, and the mining industry kind of continues to advance, and and automation is also quite important. Probably bigger than that, though, are the factors in terms of uh, 
the resource base, just the coal that's in the ground, and the coal that's in the ground that's left after, well, uh, whatever it is now, but more than 200 years of mining in Appalachia. Mining started in Western Pennsylvania back in the 18th century. The coal that's left is hard to get at. You know, it's, it's deep down, it's far away, and so it's expensive for them to be able to mine that. And really, the low-cost coal in the United States comes from the West, and it's not in West Virginia, Appalachia, you know, any of the Appalachian states that you think of as being traditional coal areas, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Kentucky. It comes from Wyoming, basically, and there's very different kind of mining. It's not deep, largely, you know, there are these open mines, these huge, great open cast pits where coal comes out of the ground much, much more cheaply than it does in Appalachia. And if, if the US industry has much of a future, it'll be out there, really, not in Appalachia. Right. And one last question. The renewables industry seems to have put on jobs. Was there anything in the executive order that would clamp that? And is it possible for some of these out-of-work coal miners to find jobs in the renewables industry? Or is it, does it require a different level of skill? It, it is, uh, to answer your second question first, it is certainly possible for miners to get jobs in, in the renewable energy. The problem is often they're in different parts of the country. So one of the issues with mining jobs is that they're concentrated on a, in a few communities and as a very important to those local communities. If you compare that to the renewables industry, which actually employs a lot more people, hundreds of thousands of people as opposed to the 50,000 in coal mining, but they're scattered all over the country. And, you know, there's a lot of jobs, obviously, in California or in, um, you know, desert states, New Mexico, Arizona, where there is uh, the solar industry is very big or, you know, places where the wind industry, industry is very big in the Great Plains, in Iowa or in uh, Texas or in Oklahoma. So, and again, that's something which Donald Trump has specifically talked about. He said, both people say miners should move to find work, but I don't think they should have to move. They should be able to stay where they are because they don't want to move and people, you know, understandably, people are rooted into the communities and they don't want to go. So, as I say, although in theory miners could get some of those jobs, in practice it often works out that they don't. On your point about what difference will the order make to the renewable industry, it is clear that it will have a negative effect. And again, if you look at these sort of projections about what was going to happen to the future of power generation in the United States with this clean power plan, without it, without the clean power plan, the coal industry will basically won't kind of come back in any big way, but it'll stop going down. It'll kind of level off roughly where it is. But the renewable industry would have grown much faster if the power plan had come into effect than it will do now. So certainly there will be a jobs cost to that. There will be jobs foregone that would have come in the renewable industry and are not now going to come. But of course, it's always harder to know about the jobs that aren't being created than it is to know about the jobs that are being lost. Hmm, very interesting. Thank you very much for your time, Ed. And if you'd like to read Ed Crooks's big read on why US coal jobs are not coming back, if you search for that, you will come up with it on ft.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.